Hey, you know what you need is some support, girlfriend. And we got you covered. From the north, I'm central Wisconsin, so I'm pretty far up there, pretty close to the Canadian border. I'm Melissa Marie, single mom. So you know the song, Another One Bites the Dust from Queen? Tell me that's your dating life. Entrepreneur, breast cancer survivor, and making it happen. To the South. Look, I'm from Texas. If it's one thing we know how to do, it is endure sweat in unspeakable places, okay? I'm Ashley Allen, single mom, career woman, and side hustling pro. You guys know me. I love inappropriate humor. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, I love it. Oh, like, it's part of who I am working my way to the top. If ever you needed someone to help you and have your back, well then girlfriend, we got you. Hello everyone and welcome to Girlfriend We Got You. I am your host, Melissa Marie. And I am here with my co-host, Ashley Allen. Hey, girl. And, hey. Hey. And we have a special guest today. So today is Education is Power with Megan Robal. Hi, Megan. Hey, ladies. How's it going? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I got my coffee. I am set. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we actually all have our coffee, which yes. is fantastic. We had to wait for the coffee. <laughs> oh my god! And you know like what? Literally, kills- yeah. And you know what kills me? I leave really clear, specific instructions on my like Uber Eats, and they still are just like, "I'm not going to read it." <laughs> I'm like, and it's so simple. I'm like, wait, what? I don't know. I think he like he like left it on my car. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Oh, like whatever. I just thank God I got my coffee. Right. At least you got your coffee. Well, yeah. Yes. Thank Absolutely. God. Oh my gosh. Um. So Megan, let's just dive right in. Um. We're gonna be talking about um like safety and you know the education behind uh, firearms and the education behind self defense. Um, how did you actually, let's start from the beginning. Like, I'm so curious, like, how did you get into the world of education in this like industry? Yeah. So roughly eight years ago, I would say I feared guns. I didn't have any knowledge behind them and they scared me. And I took a leadership class and one of their modules was face your fears so I'm like you know what okay let's let's do this so I went to the range and I shot my first gun and it was actually an AR-15 if you know in the news that is the gun that everybody's talking about it's not as scary as everybody thinks (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Um, so, so yeah I shot my first gun and I just I felt empowered after that first time at the range. I was like, you know what? I can do this. If I can do this, I bet you other people can do this. Other people that fear guns, they can do this too. So I kind of went all in. And in that first year, 
of like shooting my very first gun, having limited education. I mean, I handled the gun safely because I had my husband with me. Um, I just went all in. So within that first year, I took my first um, concealed carry class. I bought my first handgun. I built like myself, I built my first AR-15. And then I just went even farther and I competed in my first three-gun competition. And that's where my passion lies. So as I developed my skills in three-gun, which if you're not familiar with three-gun, I'll explain this. So three-gun or what people consider multi-gun is uh, a competition where you run a stage with a series of targets presented to you and you have the choice of either using your pistol, your uh, rifle, or your shotgun. So throughout this sequence, there's times that you may be transitioning from your pistol to your shotgun, shotgun to rifle, vice versa. However, you look at it and it's all dependent on the target presentation. So that's where my passion really lies is in three gun or multi-gun, however you want to word it, it goes both ways. So I kind of dove into the three gun world, got additional training, um, did dry fire training. Can you hear Kyle right now? Yeah, we can. (laughs) Hold on one second. It was so funny. I love it. You know what? It's so funny. It just reminds us of like your dog's barking, my Alexa going off. Your husband talking. (laughs) She's like, she like gave him the death stare. Did you see that? She's like, I will fucking use his gun on you. (laughs) He'll shoot you in the foot if you don't shut up. (laughs) Like Melissa's dogs. Like he was doing so good, and then one of his friends got on and started playing too. I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the zone, guys. Come on. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love it. I know. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so back to the story time. Yeah. Uh okay, so yeah, my passion lies in three gun. Um But then I saw this huge need for education, especially in central Wisconsin. There aren't that many um, instructors in central Wisconsin. So I'm like, well, I know I needed the training. There's got to be other people that need the training too. So I looked up a bunch of different companies and just took it upon myself to get my additional training to become a certified instructor. Because what how I felt that very first day of shooting my very first gun, that empowerment changed my life. And it's only been like improving since then. So like my whole, um, my whole view on firearms completely changed and it all kind of started with just wanting to get more education with it. So now like coming to today, I'm a certified concealed carry instructor. Uh, My husband and I own our own instructing business, and we're looking at branching out and teaching additional classes like one-on-one training, um, home defense, first aid, like everything that's encompassed around the firearms industry. So it's not just how to use your gun, but also have the education behind it so that you can confidently use your handgun or 
shotgun or rifle. So it's all right. kind of full circle there. That's really awesome that you guys started that. Yeah, I, it really is. I Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I took the class and man, Megan, I got so much education out of it. Like, it's not like, like, okay. I like, I'm like, there's so much information. So like I was overwhelmed, but at the same time, like the information I got was so useful. Like even the fact of just the safety behind it. So like, like, why don't you talk about like the whole safety and like, how guns should really be perceived. Yeah. So when it comes to safety, I truly believe that you should follow all safety rules. Um, We talked a lot about like, and this should make sense to most people, but don't handle a firearm if you've been drinking, like stuff like that. You're like, yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) Don't go for a beer while you're holding your gun. Right. Like, seal carry if you're going to get wasted in the bar. Like, just don't. Like, don't set yourself up for that. Um, But going into the other things, like, just being aware of your surroundings and what's going on. If you're walking down the street, what's going on in front of you, behind you, around you, just having that awareness, whether or not you're carrying a handgun, this just applies in life in general. You have no idea when somebody may attack you for whatever reason. Well, and I think it's important too, just especially as women, because I, fo- I follow this like um, feminist page on Instagram and I actually really love it because it, it, real women they post real women in their stories and they did this poll of like you know it was said what what will we do for 24 hours in a world without men and the the responses from women were insane and i'm not trying to trash out men but i mean don't take it that way but i just want to focus on the responses women said i would stay out later i would walk to my car in the dark without fear, you know, I would, or without someone following me, you know, I would wear what I want to wear without worrying about someone attacking me or, or doing something to me. And like, it blew my mind. And I, and I say that to say this because I, I have, I wanted to just harp on this for a moment. I am very hesitant with guns. Now I've shot them. I I've had friends that are like huge, you know, gun toting people and they are about gun safety and education, um, and I learned several things from them. I'm me myself. I'm still a little leery probably cause I need to know more. Right. Cause usually we're yeah. tend to be scared of things that we don't know anything about. Right. So, um, I just think that, um, what you're doing is very important and especially as women, yeah. um, I, and, and, and listening to you when you were saying, you know, you don't know who's going to attack you. I feel like that. Cause I go a lot of places by myself. You know, at all kinds of times of the day. And now I'm thinking, oh, maybe I need to get a little more educated and carry a little pistol on my head or something or my pants. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah, um, and I think it's important. The education is very important. And for your sake, being confident while carrying. And that I think all comes yeah. down to Uh, getting that additional training. Like there's so many stories that I have of people that came to my class and they were very hesitant to shoot a gun. I, I train with a, 
live fire certification at the end of the class. Melissa took that. And the people that have taken that, they're like shaking, holding the gun because they're so nervous. And by the end of it, they're completely different people because now they have that that confidence. uh, Yeah. And I would say that because I would say, Megan, like in our last like round, like when we did our last round with me, like that was when I felt probably the most confident mm-hmm. when I was shooting. Yeah. Um, but even for myself, like I know that before I would do the concealed, like actually concealed carry, I will get additional training. Like I want to be able to be like shooting, like practicing, yeah. like regularly before I feel more comfortable having it on me right she Mel's goal is to be like 007 with a vagina in case someone rolls up on her (laughs) she's gonna be like fuck with me you know right (laughs) it was it was funny because during the class Megan there is like this uh um this uh story that Megan told which was very interesting um and um it was about a man um, who was very religious and he could not defend himself when he was attacked. Therefore, the attacker ended up killing him and he goes up into heaven and God's like, well, you're not supposed to be here. You know, it was the attacker. And, you know, cause, so it kind of gave all light. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, hell no. Like if, if someone <laughs> tried to attack me, I don't give a shit that that person's going down. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will be kicking and screaming and I will be doing everything I can to defend myself. Right. Your, yes. your life is worth defending and your life is worth saving. So right. be your own first responder and get the education because when time matters, the police aren't going to be there. Not always. No. Right. Especially if it's close quarters, like the fact that somebody can attack you from seven feet away. There's no way that you're going to be calling the police in time to save your life. So why not be prepared, get the education, get the training. And if at all, I don't ever want to have anybody have this happen, but if at all you need to use your handgun, at least you have the confidence to use your handgun when it matters. You know what? I would, I would just like to say this. I agree. I agree with what you're saying, actually, you know, even though I'm, I'm still leery of guns and Mm -hmm. I I am, and I've shot them before, but I'm just, I'm still a little like, eh, I don't know. Um, but I know that that's me in, in my own insecurities, right? My own fears. So I will say this though. I wish like there could be something like a psych eval like for people to get their guns, like get their license to carry their guns, you know? I'm right. like, can, can we just have some of these people evaluated psychologically? Because sometimes you well, get like cuckoo birds. Well, yeah, I mean, we do have that, a background check. So, I mean, yeah. there's already steps in place. Like if you have an existing uh, mental illness, technically they're not supposed to give you a gun. Like there's already background checks in place. Now that doesn't mean that something might not come up after the fact, but how do you rid that out? Like you are trying to be a psychic, which nobody can be that. So I think when it comes to mental health, we just need to be more open and aware that it does exist. 
and not not put additional fear like start a conversation about suicide prevention and mental health let's see how we can make improvements there instead of say we need better gun laws no we need better mental health right regulations and and people and then there's the subject too let's just throw in the mix of this think of how many illegal guns are roaming the streets so majority of crimes that are committed um are like involved with illegal guns so meaning a gun off of the street there that's the truth so say like you know say you have an intruder you know Honestly, nine out of 10 times that intruder has an illegal gun. Right. Yeah. So, no, how, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, if you don't have anything in your home to defend yourself because you're like, you know, let's like eliminate all of this, they're still going to get their guns and you're going to be the one without one, you know, right. protecting yourself. And the gun should be used like, in the worst case scenario, like that's the last thing you should be grabbing for. And that's another yep. mentality that that's what Megan teaches is mm-hmm. that in self-defense or when things go down, your gun is the very last thing that you grab. Right. So, so I should try So I should use my pepper spray and my taser first is what yeah. you're saying. If you, if you have the time to do so. <laughs> okay. So if somebody is attacking you, you have split seconds to react to it. I wouldn't say like you follow a step process, like I have to use this and then I have to use this. I have to use this. If somebody is running at you with a knife in hand, they are looking to hurt you. Your response acts as what, like, how did I word it? I said, you are responding to their acts. As soon as their acts change, your response changes. So if they're coming at you with aggression and they're wielding a knife, you respond to stop them from wielding a knife. Pepper spray isn't going to stop them from wielding a knife. I don't think think my pepper spray would do the trick in that situation. (laughs) Right. And even like a knife to knife combat, do you have adequate training to defend yourself with a knife? And being a woman, assuming it's a man attacking you with a knife, your better odds are going for your handgun. So it's all about the situation. You have to understand the situation at hand. Now, if somebody is breaking into your house, no weapon in hand, and they want to steal your TV, you can't shoot them. No. No, but I can taser them. If you want to. <laughs> I, love, I love my TV, okay? <laughs> I'll, taser that, I'll taser that dude right in the balls. I don't care. I keep it my TV. <laughs> this is non-threatening tase right in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God I love it. <laughs> well, in each state is totally different with their laws yes so that's very very important too to really know what you know especially with the home invasion like someone coming into your home you really should know what the laws are within your state to defend yourself because each law is different yeah, no, that's true. Because in Texas, like if someone, you know, comes into your house or on your property or whatever, I mean, we have full on permission to like rock their shit. But 
it, it's a little different. Like it, it, like there's a line and it gets really sticky because we still have the death penalty down here. So if you fuck up, then Texas is just literally going to kill you back. So, like, like, they're like, I mean, Texas is a no bullshit state. It is. It's so true. That's why I'm just like, oh. But, um, in Wisconsin, it's different. And, Megan, why don't you, like, explain the law, like, in Wisconsin? Because I felt like it was very interesting with the laws in Wisconsin with, like, say, a home intruder. Yeah, so your whole goal is to protect your life and your significant other's life. So if you have family members in your house, it, it's in the law that you can protect yourself and you can protect your family. Um, what you can't protect is property. And what I mean by that is you can't protect property with lethal force using your handgun. That is not step number one. Your first step would be using some sort of non-lethal force. So what that means is maybe yelling at the person would get them to leave your premise. Or if you have alarms set up, you start sending those alarms. Tell Google to play a rock song and that might scare them enough. So you would use non-lethal force to stop the intrusion. Now, if that person breaks in your house with a machete and they start running at you, completely different situation. So it's all about understanding the situation and what the individual's intent is. Again, you are responding to their actions. So you are reacting to their actions. If their actions are non-threatening, you also need to have non-threatening actions. But that could be throwing books, alarms, yelling, Definitely call the police and tell them what's going on so that they are responding to this. And if you're on like a second floor and they're on a first floor, don't clear your own house because you're putting yourself in danger. So let the police do that as long as it's safe to do so. Now, if you have children on the first floor, that's a different story because you can protect your children. Now, what was interesting is, is that pets are considered property. So if intruder comes in and they start, you know, doing something to your pet, that doesn't fall in that same line. It's only with family and yourself. So, so I'm actually glad that y'all said that because very briefly, when I was a child, my mother and I moved in with my uncle and, um, I was really young at the time, like six and, um, we had a dog and the dog was in the tight in the front yard and he was just chilling, laying down. And because my uncle was working on like the bushes and stuff, right? Trimming the bushes. Well, this chow comes up and attacks our dog. And my uncle didn't know what to do because he had his like neck in his throat and he wouldn't get out. He wouldn't let loose the dog. So he stabs the dog. The dog dies. The neighbors call the police. My uncle goes to court. He was like, if it was my seven or my six-year-old niece and I stabbed the dog or whatever, you know, would that be acceptable? Like, this is my pet. And we're just talking about a dog attacking a dog here. We're not even talking about a human. And that was a big deal. So, I mean, I'm just using that as an example down here. You know, that's a good example, though. I feel yeah. like that's a good example yeah. for people to understand the whole like pet thing 
as a property. I did not know that until I took Megan's class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that story, um, your uncle should have sued the couple that didn't. I'm assuming that you have laws or ordinances in place where you live or lived that your dog needs to remain on a leash. Now, if that dog wasn't leashed and that dog is coming onto your property, that dog could have been threatening him and the dog surpassed him and went to the other dog. So if I were the uncle, I probably would have came back and said, your dog was not uh, properly leashed. Yeah, like properly handled. Yeah, And I responded to the situation and this was the only means I had to get that dog off my dog so it wasn't it was out of his control right and actually I think that's what saved his ass because it all happened on his property right and so yeah I think that's really what it was because we do have that if it doesn't matter if your dog has a collar or whatever if it's not leashed it's getting picked up and you got to have, you know, you got to keep control of your animals. So I really think that's what it was that saved him. But if that, you know, if he went through all that shit and it was just another animal, can you imagine if it was a damn human? Right. Yeah. The process isn't easy. That's why you want to save your gun for last. Don't use it first. Follow all of the, the different things you learn in a concealed carry class. And the gun should be the very last thing you use. Granted, you have a very small period of time to make that decision like your example you don't have a lot of time to pull out your pepper spray but at the same time if you have that time to pull your pepper spray and use it you might have the same amount of time to find a safe way to escape instead of going to the gun and that's what I explained in the class with Melissa if you have enough time to respond doing these other actions you probably have enough time to get out of the situation completely. You know, I have to say, I am so shallow because (laughs) I like keep thinking if I get my license to carry, I mean, I can kind of look cute with this gun. I'm thinking, thinking, I'm thinking, oh, I really, it would be so great if I got the opportunity to use my gun on someone, but not really just threaten them and be like, look, if I have to use my gun, only one of us is going to live to tell the story. <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking about all these like one line zingers and I'm like, oh yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This is the problem. I'm the problem. <laughs> it's I'm okay to one. think it in your head. <laughs> yeah. Megan's, yeah. Like, voice. <laughs> Megan's like, don't say that to people. No, no. You're no. going to need a She's like, you're going to need a psyche valve. You're going to be the one that needs the psyche evaluation. If you have enough time to have that one line, or you probably have enough time to get out of there. (laughs) The gun is the last to go. (laughs) Right. That's too funny. I I wanted to tell, I wanted to uh, bring this, mention this, because I don't know what it's like in Wisconsin, but I I knew, I kind of gathered enough here that there was a difference in um, concealed handgun license and the license to carry. So there was a difference uh, down here until recently. Um, I think they changed the law. And <clears throat> it says that um, it because the law no longer requires your firearms to be concealed, Texas changed the licensing name from CHL to LTC, license to carry. Current CHL holders 
concealed handgun license holders are now licensed to carry in the open in Texas. And I was just wondering, because I seriously, I, I really think I might go ahead and sign up for something down here just to have it. Um, yeah. and get more educated, uh, because this has been really enlightening for me, but I was just curious, do y'all have those differences in Wisconsin? Yeah. So we have a, uh, what we consider open carry or constitutional carry, um, that has been in place pretty much since the development of Wisconsin as a state. So the lice or the concealed carry side of it hasn't really been in place since about 2011. So that's relatively new. So in Wisconsin, you could legally open carry a a firearm and it was no problem. Um, Before 2011, what the problem really was is the people that chose to open carry were being harassed um, by law enforcement and by other civilians. So it came down to, I think there was a case uh, in Wisconsin where somebody was being harassed because they were open carrying and there wasn't a concealed carry option available. So that case kind of turned everything and people in legislators started looking at like, how can we help these people who still want to carry a handgun? And that's kind of where the development of conceal carry came into play. So conceal carry as a law is actually relatively new if you compare it to constitutional carry, which when the constitution was created, you could open carry. It's just people want to feel safe and secure by not showcasing a handgun on their hip. So they want to conceal it because personally me, I don't want anybody to know that I'm carrying. If I'm carrying at work, if I'm carrying in a grocery store, I don't want that like light shining in on me that shows them that I'm carrying a handgun. It's none of their business. And that's just my own personal opinion. There's people that um, confidently open carry and more power to them. But me personally, I would prefer to conceal carry because I don't want that spotlight on me. I'm just an average citizen getting my groceries, doing my own right. thing. I'm that not will, a threat. That will literally shoot you if you fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I am prepared to right. protect myself. Um, I got it. So another thing along with that, I think is important to talk about is um, in the state, and we're just talking to the state of Wisconsin because that's where we're at. Right. But um, the law to open carry is, what is that? I, I was getting confused with the 18 and the 21 year old. Cause I want to clarify that too. So concealed is 21, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in Wisconsin specifically uh, to purchase your own handgun and to conceal carry, you have to be 21. If you want to carry for self-defense before you turn 21, it has to be a hundred percent open carry. And that is, full exposure of the handgun in a holster you can't have like i have this flannel on this can't be draped over it at all it has to be tucked around it so it's a hundred percent visible if this were like over it or you had a jacket on it still has to be visible even when you're wearing a winter jacket but that's that's the difference there so the open carry is constitutional carry as soon as you turn 18 and you're an adult you can open carry under the constitution 
you have to wait until you turn 21 to conceal carry because it takes extra training and uh, the actual certification. So, and then we also have hunter safety in Wisconsin, and that is where they learn how to, you know, like, is it like just to like the knowledge of like a gun and what, how to like protect yourself around a gun? Yeah, so that is uh, strictly about how to handle a firearm safety, safely. So I have kind of the setup here back here. I don't know if you can read it, but the first one says, treat all guns as if they were loaded. Never point a firearm in the direction or at anything you're not willing to destroy. An important one, keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. And then always be sure of the target and what's beyond it. So those are considered like the four safety rules. You learn that in hunter safety. You learn that in concealed carry. You most likely will learn that in a one-on-one class. That kind of helps protect everybody. So you're not pointing the gun at yourself. I've seen some crazy videos. You'd be surprised. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and then you know how to like safely... Uh, operate it. So in hunter safety, it's all about safety. They're not, I don't know if they do. I didn't actually take hunter safety, to be honest. Um, I think I'm going to take it actually. I want to. So if you do it, I'll do it with you. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it because I actually want to take the class. Right. I just know that it's all around safety. Yeah. So in Wisconsin, which is kind of crazy in Wisconsin, you can actually submit your hunter safety certificate and get your concealed carry license without having any knowledge or training from a concealed carry class specifically, which it allows people to do their own research. So if you have a very proactive person, they there's nothing stopping them from looking up the laws on the Wisconsin DOJ website. Like all the laws are there. So if you have a proactive person and they're like, yeah, I'll do the, I'll do my own research and figure out what I, what I can and can't do. That's that's perfectly fine. Submit your hunter safety and you're good to go. But a lot of states aren't like that. They do require a specific concealed carry training to go over the laws and regulations. And I'll be honest, I'm actually like, if if I was against anything in the state of Wisconsin, I would say that's what I am kind of against because Me I feel too. like the concealed carry is so important and it's so important for you to understand how to use it. Yeah. And you're not getting that same education straight out of like a hunter safety. Right. And the other thing, so most of the time, the people that are taking hunter safety are children. Yeah, they are. So it's yeah. teaching it's teaching the kids how to use a rifle during hunting season. Right. So you have your certificate. At age 12, they can start. Right. So you yeah. have your certificate That's at age 12. It is. I know. And now you're waiting until 21. So how many years has it passed? And now you can submit your hunter safety. So I, I understand why Wisconsin did it because they view it like, okay, you took your hunter safety at age 12. You should have adequate adequate training throughout the years until you turn 21 because you've been hunting so you understand it but it still doesn't go into the laws of concealed carry so I always recommend that even though people can submit hunter safety to get their concealed carry if they're not going to be proactive in learning the laws themselves 
take a class because the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a situation where you have to use your gun and you don't know the laws behind using your gun. And now it was an unrighteous use of force. Like you're just kind of setting yourself up for disaster and attorneys aren't cheap. Going to court isn't cheap. Being sued isn't cheap. So be proactive in your training so that right. you're not setting yourself up for disaster. So exactly. I I have a question, though, so since we're yeah. talking about this, because I kind of wanted to this was kind of in my mind, too. Um, so, you know, there's a there are several accidents that happen involving kids and usually their parents firearms. Um, and I know that's one of the things that concerns me, but I also know that, you know, it's important to educate kids also with gun safety. Um, but you know, you have some kids that know about gun safety and then they'll want to show off to their friends or do stuff anyway. I mean, what would you say to a concerned parent that wants to have a firearm and, you know, is concerned about that issue with their children. Yeah. So there's already laws in place that you have to store your firearms safely when you have children present. Um, So that's like getting a safe. If it's a handgun, you have like tabletop safes that are biometric using your fingerprints. So you do have to be proactive in making sure that your kids, um, are safe at all times. Um, the other thing that I would recommend is take the mystery out of handguns. Take them to the range with you. Whether or not you want them to shoot the gun, if they're just sitting there having that interaction, take the mystery out of them. Show them what it does. Show them how the trigger works. Explain to them. Take the mystery out. And then also um, go over the Eagle Eddie mantra. So stop, don't touch leave, tell a parent, like Mm -hmm. the kids are somewhat responsible for themselves too. You can only give them so much responsibility. I get that. Um, But it does come down to the parent making sure that they're teaching their children properly. Well, it's about don't glorify the freaking gun. Right. And it's a tool. Let's be honest. It's a tool. It's not something that should be showcased. No. And teach your child how to use it properly when they come to a certain age and take that mystery out of it. Don't teach them fear because when kids are alone and fear something, they're most likely going to handle it and touch it and try to overcome the fear themselves. So if you have a child, yeah, if you have a child that's very comfortable around handguns and they understand the mechanics of it, think about how children's brains work. They need to be shown. They need to be taught. So if you put this in front of them and you put it in a very safe environment, they're less likely to do something behind the scenes out of your own control. And they're less likely to be curious about it. They know that not to touch it, not to go near it. You have it locked up anyways. Yeah. And don't glorify that gun. I mean, I'll be honest. I know a couple of parents that are males in particular that constantly are glorifying guns and their children see that, oh, 
you know, it's like a, it's glorifying it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love guns. Yeah. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But but at the same time, you do have to educate your children too. Right. And you do have to be conscious of it. Like, remember the, the video in my concealed carry class of the woman that just had her handgun, like floating in her purse. Like that gives me anxiety and her child grabbed the gun and fired one round because she wasn't as it's so sad, but she didn't have her gun protected. It was just floating around in her purse and you know how kids are. They want their fruit snacks. They want their toys, whatever else you have in these huge purses. And the gun was just there. So you have to be proactive in protecting your gun. You need to have control of it in public, in your house, at all times. So I have a concealed carry purse. I personally don't like to carry in my purse. But my purse has a dedicated pouch that I can lock that my handgun goes in. So nobody else except for me can get into that pouch with my handgun. When my purse is on me, I would unlock it. And now I have access to it. If I'm walking down the street, hopefully I never put myself in this situation, but in a sketchy neighborhood, like I have, I have the means to opening that dedicated pouch where my handgun is. So it's all about understanding the safety behind it. Don't just throw your gun in your purse, keep it in a holster you don't want the gun to go bang unless you intentionally want it to. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. That's good information. Cause me, I would just toss the thing in my bag, make sure the safety's turned off. You should come visit Wisconsin. I will teach you a lot of things. Mel was telling me about the class and everything. And she was, she, she like, called me was telling me all this stuff and I was like that actually sounds really cool because I was just at first when she was just like I think okay. I'm, I'm gonna do this and I was like what <laughs> I was funny yeah, I was like I think, okay I think a lot of people think that it's all about the gun and it's really not Mm-mm. like it's about understanding your situation it's being aware of your surroundings don't put yourself in a sketchy area like just avoid no. it like it's it's a lot of life skills and just being present in your surroundings look i love the hood i eat so good over there okay (laughs) i do have good food (laughs) (laughs) my five dollars goes a long way at these taquerias over here okay (laughs) oh mexican food though yeah i'll take a bullet it's fine Mexican food is more important than my life. <laughs> hey, depends on how hungry I am, okay? Right, if I'm hangry, you better give me that, right. that bowl of Mexican food. Mm, so good. This was this yeah. has been awesome. I, what I want to do is um, I'm going to include your, because you have a website, right? And everything, right, Megan? Okay, yeah. so um, I'm going to get you to send that to us. I want to include this in the show notes um, for anybody that's local or just, they just want to check it out. Um, and I want to put your information in there, uh, because this has been really, really great. And, um, I love that you came on and I'm not even going to lie when, when Mel was like, 
it's about like gun safety and defending yourself. Oh. And I was like, uh. <laughs> she was like, you're not going to do this to me, are you? She was like, literally, she's like, Melissa, you're really going to do this to me? <laughs> yes, because it's just, you know, it's just one of those fear-based things that I, I've, you know, I've had insecurities yeah. over, but this has actually been really knowledgeable. I mean, hell, you have me, like, sitting over here Googling Texas gun laws. <laughs> like, I would have not done that's, that. That's you know? my goal, though. Like, I want no. to change your perspective on guns because they are a tool, and it's so important for women to get that knowledge. I am here to help you and if I like in this what we've been talking for what an hour if I've changed your opinion in this hour to even like slightly think like I can do this I I can get this training I want to do this I want to be empowered that is my goal I don't care about the gun itself I want you to feel empowered I want you to feel confident and I want you to go down the street without being scared that's my goal so outside of the gun, if you feel confident, I've done my job. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. This has been such a great episode. I know. I'm really glad that you guys had me. I know you were hesitant. I hope I changed your opinion at least no. a yes. little bit. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm like, I think I'm going to apply to get it. You know, I mean, Do like. It. I mean, so I think it's really awesome. And I'm so glad you came on the show. And thank yes. you for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. It was a pleasure. Hey, do you guys want me to show the shirt since I showed it? <gasps> yes! Okay. Show the shirt! So, yeah, so remember, this is about education and making sure that I didn't really talk about this, but a lot of the stuff that I do is making sure that our Second Amendment doesn't get abolished because without the Second Amendment, you don't have the First Amendment. If you can't protect yourself, you have no right to speak your mind because there's somebody else that's going to be pointing a gun at you. So you might as well start training to protect yourself so that you have the opportunity to speak your mind. And this is going on in other countries across the world. Australia, if you want to do some research, look up Australia's gun laws and what happened there. Look at um, South America and even the Ukraine. This is like news that's happening right now the ukraine gun laws prior to what's happening right now were like you can't own guns now they're like we want everybody that lives here to own guns to protect this country yeah it because just, shit isn't the same yeah. exactly so at least in the united states we already have those gun laws in place that we don't need to be like all right everybody come get your uh ak-47 uh because we didn't allow this prior but we expect you to use it even though you have no training. So Yeah, and think about it. none of those people like have that training. Yeah. No. Yeah. So at least we have something in place now to protect ourselves if this ever happens yeah. to us. Okay, so here's the shirt. Okay. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. Good. So it says educate, advocate, inspire, mentor, organize, protect. I love yeah. it. Hell yeah. yeah. Woo! If you want to learn more about how to um, advocate advocate against the or with the Second Amendment, I am also the state director for DC Project. Uh, check them out, dcproject.info. We do a lot of good work to make sure that the Second Amendment uh, doesn't get lost or that there's so many laws in place that you can't carry a gun anymore. And this ties into 
Gun rights are women's rights. Let's be honest. Hell yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much, Megan. We appreciate you. And we're going to, we're going to have your contact information, um, in the show notes. And this has been so enlightening. I'm really glad that you think that I'm glad I could help you out a little bit. Hopefully you're a little less scared. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Perfect. Uh, Well, thank you guys. And we will talk to y'all next week.